What's up, man? What's up? Hey, did any of y'all watch that Taz versus Ramil debate earlier? I think you can, you can probably catch a recap. Taz is live streaming right now. He's doing like a recap of the debate. But I was watching it live, and it was being hosted by that dude, Teapot. Uh, what, is, what does it stand for? What does Teapot stand for? Professor of something. I don't know. But anyways, that one YouTuber. What up, Royce? So I was watching the debate. I only watched about maybe 45 minutes of it because I had to go do something. And then I came in late to the debate. But it was, it was an interesting little debate, man. Oh, yeah, Prophet of Thought, him. It was an interesting little debate. Now, look, y'all know, know how I feel about the billy goat, right? <laughs> Listen, I can give Taz his props where props is due. And where I give Taz props is at. Taz, he is very uh, versed or well-studied in history. Like, I don't, I don't know if this guy just spends all day long reading history and studying history, but he, he, can, he, can, he can recite some historical crap on the drop of a dime. So you got to give this dude his props for that. And I'm not, that's not a diss or a knock. It just is what it is. Now, it's interesting when you go watch this debate, whenever Teapot posts it, I think, he, I think he's going to post it on Wednesday, but Taz, he got it up on his channel right now. I think, he, like, I think, I think Taz is live streaming but he, as he's recapping the debate, but whatever. But the interesting thing about what I learned from this, or what I witnessed, I should say, is that you have like, when it comes to this whole pro-blackness, you know, whether you declare yourself to be B1, black first, pro-black, or you're just a person who, you know, just cares about the general uplifting of black people, but you don't run around here promoting the label B1, pro-blackness, wherever you fall on the spectrum. When you see a Ramil versus a Taz, it's almost like, it's almost like the old versus the new. And what do I mean is, you know, a lot of these pro-blacks, and this is, this is one of my biggest gripes with them, a lot of these guys are fascinated with history, beyond fascinated with it. And look, I'm not telling people to not learn their history, none of that stuff. But they seem to be stuck in the history books, right? To where they can pull up all these historical references of the white man holding the black man down and try to make it fit a narrative that's applicable in the year 2020 today. Then you have people like Ramil, and Ramil is of the same mindset that I'm, I'm, a, I'm of, was like, okay, we know about all the historical atrocities of the white man holding us down, but what are you going to do to deal with it? <laughs> like, are we just going to keep sitting around here harping about what they did and what you believe that they're currently doing. Cause you know, when a lot of pro blacks talk about white supremacy, they talk about it as like this omnipresent entity that's just all around and they can never point out an actual individual that's holding you down. It's just white supremacy. All right. Well, who's the white supremacist that's holding you down or holding me down? It's just the system. They talk about it in these grandiose, they never can get really defined with it. But when you deal with somebody like me or Ramil, we try to get defined with it in terms of, okay, well, 
we know that this history has a racist country. I mean, this country has a racist history. And we know that there are certain challenges associated with black people that have been historically been in place. Well, how do you deal with it? Do we deal with it with method A, just sit around and pontificate about white supremacy all day and come up with the latest and greatest angles for how we think they're gonna come at us based off a of historical reference? Or do we look at all the things that are currently uh, available at our disposal for the most part, i.e. technology, i.e. the internet, i.e. education, programs, whatever, whatever. How do we go out there and learn the things that the white supremacists that you believe that they have been utilizing to hold us back so that we can learn the system and then use it against them so we can elevate, uplift, and you know, go out and create Wakanda. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's interesting when you hear this debate between these two because Ramil is coming from the standpoint of, I get it, nigga, I get it. The white man holding us back, he been holding us back. How do we fix it? How do we move forward? How do we deal with the things that we can directly control? Taz keeps coming back from this angle to where essentially it's like he's arguing from the standpoint that no matter nothing, no matter what you do, you can't control it. The white man is there. Like, even when Ramil is talking about, okay, education. They got the internet. You can get yourself educated. Uh, there's, there's numerous things you can do to get educated to go out there and learn a skill or a craft. Taz will come back from the angle of, well, what does that mean at the end of the day if you can't get a job because the white supremacists, is, they're the ones who control all the purse strings. And it's like, bruh. Really? <laughs> it's like, so, so, you're, you're, so, so you're saying essentially that even if I want to go out there and learn a skill that I'm wasting my time because at the end of the day, some big, bad, scary, omnipresent white supremacist is just going to hold me back? Like, literally, that's, that's, that's literally how this, this whole debate is going, man. It's literally, Ramil is trying to, it's like, it's like Ramil is trying to ment mentally exist in the present, looking at the lay of the land, looking at all the tools that are readily available that you can actually reach out and touch physically or literally in some capacity and trying to figure out how can I use this tool to advance me, my family, and then reach out and help others so that you can, you know, really begin the process of trying to uplift. Then Taz will come back and, and throw the white supremacy blanket on top of all of it. <laughs> like you can't do nothing. The white supremacy blankie is on top of us. We can't escape the blankie. You know, it's, it's awesome stuff like that, man. And so it's just, this is, this is I'm telling y'all, this is the real issue. If y'all really want to know what my real issue is with pro-blacks, this is it. It's this, it's this fact that these jokers cannot let go of history and they will find everything in history to try to hang it over your head as if you have absolutely no control over your own life. Essentially... This is what I told you guys. Remember I, remember I said the other day when I was talking about Tyler Perry, I was like, when people talk about racism and white supremacy, it's, I don't believe that most people believe that it's some in-your-face racist out there doing stuff. I think most of these people use it as an excuse to not go out there and try. <laughs> That's what I really believe this thing really boils down to. You know what I'm saying? This is what, this is what it really boils down to. Nah, this ain't an old debate. They just had this debate earlier tonight, Mr. Fantastic. Taz is currently live streaming it, doing his recap. I think Teapot going to play it on Wednesday, but basically 
it was it was a debate. It was live on Taz's channel, and I think Teapot was recording it because I think he's going to debut it later on. But I was watching it live. But it was just. It was just interesting to hear, hear the, the level of excuses that Taz, from what I heard, because I didn't hear the entire thing. I only caught like about 45 minutes of it. Then I had to go do something. But it was interesting to hear. You said that was an old debate. Shit, I thought that was a brand new one. Oh, damn, I'm looking like a fool out here. Well, whatever. I thought that was a brand new. Nah, that was a, uh, was that an old debate? Nah, I thought that was a live one that they were just doing. Well, it was a, well, whatever. I don't give a shit. This is my first time seeing it, okay? This is my first time with this old, new. It was my first, I, I was, it was the first time I saw it. So I'm talking about it like I just seen it for the first time, which I did. So anyway, it was interesting to hear that it was just like, my goodness, man. <laughs> the level of excuses somebody could come up with over and over and over. You say, yeah, that was old. Oh, this is my first time hearing this. Shoot, when this thing happened? I didn't know this was old. I thought this was a brand new. This is my first time hearing it. But it was just, it was just interesting to hear it, though, man, because I was just like, I can't believe you got this grown dude sitting around here conjuring up, like, every excuse in the world, man, to try to um, make it seem like you, you just can't do anything in life, bro. Like, like literally, like everything you do, it's, it's already been predetermined. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and then it was, I guess, I guess the vibe I was getting from Taz, because I was like, I was like, damn, Taz, I don't know if Taz really realized it, but he's making it seem like the white man has really figured out every imaginable angle in life in that you are just destined to fail or only reach a certain limit because of white people. It's, it's almost like Taz has... Has just has just thrown up his hands and accepted that reality about life, bro. If you listen to this debate, if you've never heard it, like I said, this is my first time hearing it. I thought it was a live debate when I was watching it, <laughs> but it's like he's just giving up, man. It was it was kind of sad to hear. I was like, wow, this dude really is coming back with every reason in the world as to why black people, why he believes black people can't make it and over overcome. And I mean everything. You want to talk about STEM. You want to talk about tech. You had a reason for that. And I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> niggas can't go out there and learn tech? He said, that's why Chaz's channel is not moving. He's on the shoe program. <laughs> no, man, it was sad. Like, cause you know, listen, listen, I don't really, listen, me, I, Taz don't think highly of me and I don't think highly of him. But I kind of, I was into it. I was like, ah, man, I kind of feel bad for this dude. This dude is really... You know, when I say woe is me, this, this dude is like really, he's kind of like really the epitome of a woe is me. I'm like, bro, you, I don't know how you can maneuver in life thinking that everything you do, there is some ultimate plan by a white person that's just gonna, that's gonna hold you back no matter what. I mean, he just kept coming up with the excuses, bro. And like I said, he would pull historical references and then, and then try to superimpose them on today. And I'm not saying that there isn't any racism. Somebody come in here and be like, you don't think there's race? Ah, there's always going to be racism. It's always going to be racism. Look, you're never, look, you're never going to stomp out racism. It is what it is. That's, that's just something that's going to be around as long as human beings exist and we all come in different colors. 
the moment we all start looking, uh, the moment we all turn into the same color, it's going to be another form of an ism. It's going to be the, the skinny people versus the fat people. It's going to be the ugly people versus the handsome. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be something, bro. It's always going to be something. My thing is, okay, if you believe the white man is holding you down and you live in the belly of the beast, the richest country in the world, one of the most technologically advanced countries in the world, one of the most, not the most, but one of them, you got access to all this information, all this technology to research history to your heart's content. Why can't you apply that same energy towards researching how to use the same technology, use these same systems that you believe the white man is utilizing against you to, to try to figure out how you can get in where you fit in so you can use the stuff against them in the future one day. But then Taz will come back. He'll, he'll be on, he'll be awesome. I think he made an argument for trying to say Ramil is really just trying to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to, uh, What's the word? What is that word? When you try, when you try to blend in, what's that damn word? Anyways, like like he's trying to uh, assimilate. That's the word I'm looking for. Like he's just trying to assimilate into this culture, as opposed to trying to restart a new culture. Because they got to talking about something about patriarchy. And I think Ramil was like, "We don't have a patriarchy." And, and then Taz was like, "How can you form a patriarchy when the white man has the patriarchy and the white women, the black women's?" They are up under the patriarchy of the white man. And he says, instead of trying to assimilate, we, he was kind of alluding to, in order for you to create a black patriarchy, you would have to just totally break off and separate from white folks. Like, like go start your own country or something like that. Or just, you know what I'm saying? Just create a whole, create a whole new system or some, some crap. But it was just always, no matter, what, no matter what was being thrown out, it was just always him coming back. To, to lay the white supremacy blanket on top of both of them. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're sitting outside Indian style, you know what I'm saying, just chopping it up with each other or whatever. And then here come Taz, you know what I'm saying, he got, he, he's holding on to this string. Every time Ramil makes an argument, he pulls a string and a blanket drops on top of them. And the blanket is the white supremacy blanket or something like that. It's like you can, you can never go. No matter where Ramil goes, Taz got that white supremacy blanket following him around like a damn cloud on a cartoon. <laughs> so it was just, oh man, I didn't know that, that. I thought that was a new thing. I didn't know that was a uh, pre-recorded, but whatever. But, um, it was just, it was just like, come on, bro. You cannot be this defeated to where, cause I mean, listen, I don't know. Listen, here, here's the thing that kills me with the pro blacks, right? That are like Taz. I don't understand how you can run around here projecting this air of confidence and strength as a black man when you literally, out of the other side of your mouth, directly or indirectly acknowledge that white people have whooped your ass and they have figured out every angle imaginable to keep you from ever even thinking about trying to step up and do something. I don't, I don't know how you can, I don't know how pro-black can run around here talking like this trying to project this air of strength when I don't believe that's what y'all really believe. I believe y'all, I believe, listen, you know how they like to say us coons, oh, we worship white people. I don't think that, I do, I don't believe that's true. I believe pro-blacks worship white people more than us so-called coons because they literally eat, sleep, and dream about white supremacy and come up with every reason in the world to, um, to, to make it fit into their life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, bro. Like, 
Ramil's trying to talk about some accountability stuff. It's like here comes here comes Taz with the white supremacy angle. Like like take the the war on drugs, crack cocaine. Yeah, we know the white people flooded the streets with crack cocaine. But Ramil was like, you ain't have to buy it, you ain't have to sell it, you ain't have to use it. But then here comes the white supremacy blanket. But there's no opportunities. Now we have to cover up the hood in the white supremacy blanket where everybody has to sell dope and and turn turn the hoods into what they currently are and all yada yada yada. It's like, come on, son. I don't know, bro. Like I say, I thought this was new. I thought I was watching this thing live, but regardless, this this is uh bruh. I kind of feel bad for these these pro blacks after listening to that. I was like, man, these jokers are really defeated, bro. I don't know how how can you overthrow a system that has has you mentally whooped like that to where you directly or indirectly acknowledge that there's nothing you can do to 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 change it. <laughs> even when everybody even when somebody presents you uh uh so-called solutions after solutions of little things you can try. Just 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 to work on yourself or work on your family. There's always an excuse of white supremacy to come through and and be like, nah, you can't even do that. It's like, man, I can't, what you mean? I can't fix my own household. I can't fix me, my wife, my kids. And then start working on my neighbors and my, my extended family. White supremacy will not allow that. Uh. It's like, oh God, man. What 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 why are, why are y'all preaching black empowerment and 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 being with the, you know, building strong black families and black unity and all this stuff when you literally admit that, like I say, directly or indirectly, that you're dominating and there's nothing you can do about it. Because that blanket, that white supremacy, that thing is omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's, it's, it's the air you breathe. Can't escape it. Oh, man. I don't know, bro. I can't, I can't live my life like that, y'all. And then when you say something like that, I can't live my life like that. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, you just don't believe. See, see, that's a trick of white supremacy is to get you to believe that you think you can do something else outside of the realm of white supremacy. It's like, good God. I tell you, man, I'm trying to tell you, white, this argument of racism and white supremacy when you hear this argument coming out of most Negroes' mouths, this is really an argument of defeatism in that I cannot try and I don't want to try. I'm just going to accept my lot in life because I'm scared to see if I can actually go out there and be all I can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? To whatever you believe being all that I can be means, you know, success is uh, subjective, obviously, but it's a true defeatist mentality, man. Truly defeatist. I think Ramil, they was arguing at one point when I first came in. It was arguing something about uh, Ramil was like Asians are like the highest income earners in the country, in particular Indians from India, because, you know, India is a part of Asia. So, so they're, they're Asians, right? And Taz, boy, he had a, he had a, and I think Ramil was saying something like, um, if this is a white supremacy nation, why would they allow Indians to come out and earn them? And boy, Taz had... Oh, God. That joker had a white supremacy argument locked and loaded for your ass. I was like, come on, bro. Come on. We, we can't be this defeated, man. <laughs> you can't be this mentally beat down, bro.
you, I, I just refuse to believe you can be this mentally beat down. I'm telling you, go listen to it. Whenever you get, the, I know some. I know a lot of y'all don't like Taz, don't rock with him. Look, I'm sub to the dude because I like to hear. I'm sub to a bunch of people that I don't like. And so sometimes, listen, I'm not going to front. Sometimes Taz is an interesting dude. You know what I'm saying? Even though I, I, I oppose, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of a lot of the crap he says, but it's still sometimes it's interesting to listen to. And so, like I said, I caught this today thinking it was uh, actually live. I didn't realize this was something that was old, but I'm just like, I'm just like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm a little lost and confused here. Like, I don't know how this dude can get up here and project like he's this strong black man who got everything figured out and then turn around and tell you that white people have essentially figured out every angle imaginable that you're, not, that you're just never going to escape from the, the, the rule of white people to where you took, I'm talking about even down to your individual actions. <laughs> Reminds me of this dude, this one super pro black I had an argument with years ago. This dude, he's like ex-military, right? This joker had made World Star for uh, a video of him went viral where he was out in Los Angeles with this other dude. I can't remember who had got killed. Some, some random person got killed, but this was a couple years ago. And he walking up and down the street with his AR-15 and the cops roll up on him and shoot him with a beanbag. And then, like, this was all over World Star like about five, six years ago. And me and this dude was friends on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We used to talk to each other all the time. But I remember I said, I had this argument with this dude. We was talking about personal accountability with gangs and stuff. So we went down the whole rabbit hole of white people dropping guns off in the hood, yada, yada, yada. So I remember I asked him this specific question. I was like, hey, bro, so I was like, okay, I get all the white supremacy stuff, right? I get it. I hear what you're saying. But I'm like, bro, so you mean to tell me if a brother finds a box of guns in the hood and he picks up the guns, goes up to another brother and blows this other dude's brains out, are you sitting here honestly telling me that white supremacy is to blame for that? Do you know this dude unapologetically told me yes? I'm talking about firm. Yes, white supremacy is to blame for this dude squeezing the trigger and killing this other dude. It was at that moment I was like, these niggas are crazy. <laughs> these niggas is crazy. And that's when I started, you know what? Let me go ahead and raise the coon flag now. These niggas is crazy. And it's crazy because this dude is ex-military, used to be in the infantry. And it was just like, I'm looking at him like, I just, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like you, like, you can't even have personal accountability down to the level of you squeezing the trigger with some of these dudes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know how, I don't, how, I don't know how these Negroes exist in the world and operate, bro. I don't know how they do it. I cannot wake up every day. Honestly, believing that no matter what move I make in life, some white dude somewhere has set up a potential roadblock for me. <laughs> like, like if I can't get myself educated, it's not because maybe I didn't try to go out there and find all the resources, apply for scholarships, loans, grants, you know, whatever, or go to go online and try to figure out how I can partially educate myself or whatever. It's because it's because the white man don't want me to get educated. Well, this is apparently, so it was a debate between Taz and Ramil. Apparently, I thought it was new, but everybody's telling me it's a few months old. But I was watching it on Taz's channel because I thought it was live. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but go to Taz's channel, Taz Exclusives. 
he has it on his channel, but regardless of if it's old or new, it really gives you, it really provides a lot. Of, like, I only watched about an hour of it, but it provides like a, a really deep insight into the differences between uh, a so-called pro-black who really worships and believes in the concept of white supremacy versus a black dude who's all about black people, even though he doesn't claim to be pro-black, and how this black dude, a.k.a. Ramil, believes that you can still go out there and get it in life if you apply yourself. You got, all, you got, you got access to all kinds of programs, tools, internet. It's, it's just too many things going on in the year 2020 that you can't sit around here and pretend like this is the year 1920 when we're, oper we're not operating in the exact same environment anymore. You have to adapt and change and then figure out how to put your plan together. But Taz is coming back with the blank, with the, with the white supremacy rhetoric from 1920 and just, and just blanketing the year 2020 with it. With it. And it's, kind of, it's just kind of a sad reality, man. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just practical. It's just like, listen, you have to hear it, man. I'm just trying to tell you, you have to hear it. Like I said, I'll give Taz his credit. Taz, Taz is pretty, uh, you know, he's pretty thorough with the history. Because, you know, I can't sit up here and argue the man about history because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a history buff because I'm not. So I have to take his word for it until I decide to go look it up. So I can't say Taz is full of crap because I haven't, a lot of the stuff he was reciting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, yeah, I don't, I, either I didn't know it or I partially knew it or I'd have to go look it up to verify it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to argue, discredit him on that aspect. But where I am, like, calling him, you know, where I am questioning him is like, Bruh, you cannot be just stuck in the past like this to where you you were literally running around here like it's 1920, my nigga. Like we're in the heart of Jim Crow. Dude, we don't live in that era anymore. Yes, there are remnants of racism. There's always going to be racism here, bruh. But it is nowhere near in your face and nowhere, I don't believe it's nowhere near as oppressive as it used to be. Like, bruh, you can go out there and do some shit. Like, you legit can. You can go out there and try to get it popping. Will you run into some roadblocks because of racism? Potentially. But will most of the roadblocks be racism? I don't think so. I think most of the roadblocks will be either self-inflicted roadblocks road or be roadblocks that you face, you know, dealing with various people you encounter on your, on, on your journey through life, you know, mostly from people you know. You know, whether through relationships or through friendships or whatever you know what i'm saying familial f relationships but it was just i don't know bro. i don't know bro like i say man it was just it was just sad to hear i feel bad for the dude <laughs> I, I you know what I'm i know some of y'all want to be like beat him down clown i can't listen i listen i listen i can't clown no dude that's that's like that bro it's just like at this point, it's just like, oh, I feel bad for this brother, man. <laughs> I feel bad for this dude that he exists like this, man. It's like, bro, you come on. Listen, you can't, you can't, you really can't run around here existing like this to where you pretend like it's the year 1920, bro. You can't do it. But he does. But he does. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, so y'all go watch that video if you haven't seen it, because apparently it's old, but it's new to me. 
It is new to me. So y'all go watch it, man. And let me know what y'all think in the comments. Other than that, y'all enjoy y'all's Friday night. And y'all got, who got Monday off? Y'all got Monday off, Labor Day? I didn't know I had Monday off until yesterday. I was like, what do you mean I got the day off? What are you talking about? Because I know in the military, man, I used to have to work so many holidays that I was just expecting to work, holiday, work holidays. And now they're like, nah, you got the weekend off. I'm like, hold up, what you talking about? What you mean I got the weekend off? You had three days? What you talking about? Black introvert, you unemployed? Man, you better get out there. You better start you an OnlyFans account. And <laughs> you better go out there and get it. You got options. You got options, black introvert. Don't don't let the white man hold you hold your uh, pockets back. You got options. Go out there and start an OnlyFans account and start and, and start. Uh, I don't know putting putting lotion on your ashy elbows for for money. Who knows, man? <laughs> you might make more on, on OnlyFans. <laughs> you got options, bruh. Don't let the white man hold your your earnings back. Y'all go sub to my man, K-Coaching. K-Coaching is a, is a real thorough YouTuber, man. He gives y'all some real practical advice on, um, you know, just, just simple things you can do. Like he did, I shared a video of K-Coaching the other day. He had posted a video talking about two businesses you can start during a pandemic. And um, he had mentioned junk collection. And I think, he, I think the other one was uh, cleaning, uh, like cleaning office buildings or something like that. But just think about the junk collection. I was like, wow, that's actually a, a really good idea. You think about all these office buildings that don't have workers in them that may or may not be coming, that may or may not have people coming back to work. Well, guess what? Eventually, they're going to need somebody to clear that stuff out, man. Man, you go out and get you a little pickup truck or get you a little, a little, little like U-Haul style truck or something. Because I remember, matter of fact, when I was living in Georgia, this one dude, he had a pickup truck. And then he had a, a little trailer on the back. And it said, because I had him come clean, it, it said uh, Junkyard Dog, Army Junkyard Dog. I think that was the name of his company. Because it had like the little camouflage logo. And I seen it driving up and down the streets. I, so I had called him when I was getting ready to move from Georgia to Florida to come get some stuff. And he, he had charged me about, he had charged me like $250 to move, you know, some old, a bunch of crap I had that was sitting in my backyard. But that was just my load. He had did like, I think he, before he had got to me, he, had, he said he had did about three or four loads earlier that day, probably like $200 a pop. So what I'm saying is, you know, you go check out, check out my man, uh, check, check him out, bro. My man, um, K Coaching. I don't know why I want to call him Coach K, but K Coaching. Help that brother get his subs up, man. He, he, uh, he just puts out, I guess I watch his stuff. He puts out like, you know, real practical stuff that you can, you can utilize. Nothing overcomplicated. Anything that, you know, it'd be stuff like a, a teenager could do. You know what I'm saying? Just real practical stuff. And then, then he clowns uh, Jay Morrison a lot. But, you know, go sub to that brother's uh, channel, though. He said, you, oh, you did? You hollered at my man's? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roberts. Dwayne Roberts from Master IT. Yeah, me and that dude, we used to work together when we was in the Army. I mean, we was in the same battalion, different companies, but we worked in the same building, taught entry-level IT the same at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's a pretty knowledgeable dude. I think he got more certifications than me. <laughs> but he's a, he's, a pretty, he's a pretty thorough IT dude as well. So, 
But I'm glad you said that, Keep It Techie, because that reminds me, man. I was uh, I was sitting around here earlier today thinking about my content. I was like, I was like, do I just really want to keep making these random videos, just talking about the Negro news of the day that's going on on YouTube, which which I'll probably still keep doing. But I was like, I want to give some more insightful, useful content. So I was like, what can I do? Because because uh, what happened was I got a homeboy that teaches math that I went to college with. And um, he got, you know, bachelor's degree, master's degrees in math, all kind of crap, right? And he posts all this stuff on Facebook and then he doesn't really, I mean, he's, he's been YouTubing for about a year now or a year or two, but his YouTube channel really hasn't picked up. So, so I had holler at him. I was like, I was like, hey, bro, I think you need to tighten up your YouTube channel because your stuff could really blow up. He was like, what you mean? I'm like, bro, you're over here teaching people calculus, trigonometry geometry you know he's breaking out the whiteboards the digital whiteboards the visual whiteboards then he uses um he uses graphics like um uh, uh what do you call it um augmented reality style graphics in his videos like so what i'm saying is he might he might make a video where he's he's staring at the street and you're looking at the parallel lines on the street and then he'll put some augmented reality on top of it to make the lines lift up and then he'll start explaining to you all the angles or how to configure the Pythagorean theorem or how this works. I mean, he's like really thorough. This black dude I went to college with, man. Real thorough. He's a Q-dog and all that crap. Um, his, his, his YouTube name is BJ Jeffries. J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S. BJ Jeffries. He's a high school teacher, man. Teaches math. And I was just trying to tell him, like, bro, I think you need to step up your YouTube channel because I'm like, bro, you can really, I'm like, because I was telling him, like, I don't really see a whole, when I'm out there, I was basically saying, I'm like, dude, I spend mad time on YouTube, whether I'm trying to learn stuff or whether I'm, you know, dealing with the Negro nonsense or, you know, just some leisurely crap. I'm like, when I'm out there trying to learn some stuff, dude, I'd be like going on scavenger hunts trying to find black people to teach me some stuff before I got to go ahead and just look at that, look at the white folks or the Asians or the Hispanics because I'm like, I just don't see a lot of black educational content creators out there when it comes to stuff that I'm interested in learning about. And I'm like, when it comes to math, I definitely have yet to see one black dude on YouTube. Maybe they're out there, but I don't know. But I've yet to see one black dude on YouTube who really knows math from elementary to high school and college level that can just teach it to you if you're, if you're trying to learn math. And he's one of them dudes that can do it. And so he got his videos up. But they're all like these short videos. They're not really long. So I was like, look, bro, I think you need to work on your presentation and structuring of your videos. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I put them on to some other YouTubers that make channels that talk about how to grow your YouTube channel. And I was like, look, I've been using this strategy with my Tech G channel. And my stuff has really started, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we're up to like over 800 subs on that channel right now. When just a couple months ago, I was, I was at about 200. And then I was like, I started employing certain strategies I learned from other bigger YouTubers. And I was like, dude, over the past 30 days, I've been averaging like 10 new subs a day almost, which isn't a lot, but it's a lot at my level. You see what I'm saying? And so my man's had his channel for about two years and he's only at 400. So I was like, I was like, go check these dudes out, use their strategies. And I'm like, bro, you have great content that people, you have evergreen content. You're teaching a, a skill set, math, for crying out loud, that everybody's going to have to utilize in some manner. And then he doesn't explain the math in a, in a, a geeky way he talks he, he he makes it relatable to to where the average person can understand what's going on even if he's talking about some complicated math equations 
I'm like, bro, you got a talent like a mug to be able to explain the Pythagorean theorem to, uh, to a nigga that can barely add two plus two. Like, he's on some stuff like that. So, you know, so basically I'm, I'm saying that because I think um, I want to start, I, wanna, I think I'm going to start going on the scavenger hunt on YouTube looking for like black educators regardless of what they teach and if I think this stuff is thorough, I think I'm going to make like a little video talking about them or something like that to try to introduce y'all to other people. Because, you know, we all introduce to everybody in the black manosphere and we all know, okay, we all know the, the Negro nonsense, black women this, black women that, masculine. Hey, look, that's all cool in the game, right? But I think I just want to introduce, you know, just in case you're somebody out there that's like, okay, what else, what, what, you know, just show a different side of black YouTubers outside of our comfort zone of the Negro nonsense we all like to engage in. So I think I'm going to start making a little content like that whenever I find somebody that interests me that I think y'all should know about. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to introduce y'all to them. Because I found, I found some black women out there that know a lot about cybersecurity. I think Keep It Techie. As a matter of fact, I was watching a live with this one chick named Epiphany. And Keep It Techie, you was in a live stream when I was watching it. <laughs> but she knows a lot about cybersecurity. And she got a, her channel's like kind of, you know, real small, but she seems like she's really thorough with it. So, you know what I'm saying? I just, I think I just want to start, you know, doing, you know, adding that stuff when I can. Wait, he says, damn, G, I want my site to take off, drop some knowledge. What are you talking about? What site? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But, you know what I'm saying? So, I think that's what I'm going to start sprinkling in some of them videos. I, I don't know what search she has. I mean, I know for sure she has Security Plus. <laughs> but what she has beyond that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't make videos. I think she does the videos like maybe once a week or something like that. I don't know if she's ever like went into extreme detail about her certs. But, like I say, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, she's a... Uh, She's a black woman that does tech, in particular cybersecurity, and thinks she's been doing it for a while. Like I, I don't know, you have to go ask her what her certs are. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she has it listed or she's made a video talking about it. I haven't watched all her content, so I, I really don't know. You said you started a site years ago, movie reviews. I didn't know you had a. I didn't know you had a website. Did you? I don't remember you telling me you had a website. Nah, it was a debate. So, John, I thought, look, Taz had a, he was running a, doing a live stream earlier. I was watching with him and Ramil. I thought it was a live, live stream. <laughs> Turns out it was a, it was a video, it was a debate that they did some months ago. And he was just playing it again, but I thought it was I thought it was live when I was watching it. But it was my first time seeing it, so I, but it was still interesting to watch. It was just them debating on. I think the topic was does white supremacy exist or something like that. I don't know, but it was just interesting to hear the two arguments from the two. Where Taz Taz is like basically saying white supremacy is like omnipresent; it's everywhere. Ain't nothing you can do about it as a black person. That's the that's that's the overall census. That's the overall message that I got for him. And then Ramil was like, yeah, racism exists, but we don't live in 1920. We live in 2020. 
you can still go out there and get things popping, even on an individual level. <laughs> like, there shouldn't be any excuses to try to, you might not be able to fix the greater society, but you damn sure can go out there and try to fix yourself. That was, that was like the angle Ramil was coming from. You know what I'm saying? He says, how to grow an audience from YouTube? I mean, look, here's how you grow an audience, right? Now, keep in mind, now, keep in mind, I only got 6,000 subs, but understand, I grew all my subs by myself. I, I didn't start off hopping on panels, and I'm not knocking this to anybody who does the panel hopping. I'm not. I'm just saying I came into the door on my own accord and had to build my subs up one by one <laughs> or by myself. I didn't do my first panel till I had over 5,000 subs. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, that's just kind of how I came into it. You can do the panel hopping, make a name for yourself and start a channel and break off. That's cool. Or you can come in and do it the, 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 the gangster style way, the, the harder way, like me and Black Introvert, where you got to build this thing up one subscriber at a time, one video at a time. But the key is you got to post content that people want to watch. It doesn't have to be the best edited video quality content. You ain't got to have the best mics, the best cameras. You know, well, 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 that depends upon what it is you're doing. If you just if you if you got a channel like this where I'm just running my mouth, video quality mics isn't really that major of a factor. The substance of what I'm talking about, whether I'm gossiping or whatever, that's that's the that's the major draw to this channel. My other channel, my Tech G channel, the draw to that channel is the information that I'm putting out there that can help somebody go get certified and potentially go get a job. And then I have to make that more polished, meaning I got to use the mics, I got to use the cameras, I'm only doing pre-recorded videos, I got to edit the videos, because sometimes it'll take me, by the time I start recording, by the time I'm finished uploading the video to YouTube, we're looking at like a three, four hour process sometimes. You see what I'm saying? That's why I don't put out videos nowhere near as frequent as I do over here. So, you know, so it's much more detailed because the information that I put out over there this is geared towards actually helping you secure potential employment in the IT field. You know, based off of my 18 years of being in IT and the things that I know that, you know, some, a lot of the stuff I've applied or a lot of stuff I've seen other people do because I've been around them. You know what I mean? But it just depends on your style of content and what you're trying to put out. And then once you do that, you got you to create the content. You got you you to create the content in such a manner that people want to sub to you. But you can't come out. You can't come out the door. And be like, oh, how come I ain't got? How come I ain't got ten thousand subs? Shit, you might be stuck at a hundred subs for a whole year, B. But you got to treat those hundred subs like they're gold because obviously they're sub to you for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They're sub to you because they find something valuable in your content. So I wouldn't. So what I'm saying is, when you come into the game, don't come in here like, yo, I just want to get paid because. The way the, the way the monetization thing works, like like I tell you, my, my other channel, I got 800 subs. I predict in about 30 days, I'll probably have 1,000. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get monetized because my watch time hours aren't. I still got, I still got like 1,200 watch time hours I got to run up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I might hit the 1,000 mark, but I'm only halfway there. But regardless, every sub that's came to my Tech G channel, when I only had like two people over there that was watching my stuff, I post videos as if they're the only two people watching it and they're gonna actually utilize my information and go get it popping out there. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm not, I'm not, I mean, yes, yes, the money would be nice when, when and if it starts rolling in, but right now the main focus is deliver quality content that people want to watch, that people can actually utilize. That's the purpose of that channel. This channel, yes, it's monetized. It might be demonetized tomorrow. Like this channel has been monetized and demonetized so many times I've lost count, but this channel really serves no purpose other than me to run my mouth and gossip and talk, talk bullshit. As in literally, that's the channel. <laughs> that's literally the purpose of the channel and people find enjoyment in it some people like to hear that you know what i'm saying some people come to youtube just to hear you know us talk shit and that's cool i can talk shit with the best of them but you know so you got to find your purpose and then make content around it and then feed your audience put them on a schedule once a week twice a week however however long you can get it in but treat them like they're your only, treat them like every, every sub that comes to your channel, treat them like they're the only people watching your content. You know what I'm saying? No matter if you got a hundred or you got a hundred thousand. Because they're there for a reason. All your business videos get less than 50. Well, here's the thing, Coach K. Um, you see, I learned this as well. This is, this is one of the reasons why I stopped talking about IT on this channel. Um, if you're going to, my thing is, I learned this from a, a YouTuber. I can't remember. This is, this is white dude. I can't remember what his name is. But he got like 600,000 subs, right? And he was telling me, he, was, he did a video recently talking about how he grew his channel to 600 grand. I mean, 600,000. When for the longest, he was hovering around like barely 10,000 subs for like two, three, four years. And then all of a sudden his channel started blowing up out of nowhere where he was getting like 10,000 subs a month at one point. But he was like, um, I guess when he finally figured out what was going on, he cleaned up his channel to where he was like, what are, why are people coming to this channel? Because he started analyzing his most popular videos that started bringing in the crowds. He was like, okay, people are coming to this channel because they want to know how to grow their YouTube channel. So he took all his content that wasn't related to how to grow a YouTube channel, moved it to a different channel and made his main channel with the 600,000 subs, just a niche channel that focuses purely on how to help people grow YouTube channels. And now that helped him grow to 600,000 subs, right? So what I'm saying is if you're talking about business on your other, your, your channel, and then you're mixing it in with some other, some other stuff, if you want people to watch your business content, I think now this is just my suggestion. Do what you want to do, but maybe you should start a channel that's dedicated strictly to business content, so that when people go there, they know what they're going there for. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying when people, because what if you have a video that does like ten thousand views, and everybody starts subbing like, "Ooh, I like this business talk he's talking about," but then they they come over there, and then they see you dropping a video talking smack about Michi X or or Jay Morrison. They're like, "What the hell is this?" You see what I'm saying? Like, I just learned this from this other dude. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, that's, 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 why, I, that's why I removed the IT. I don't talk about IT on here because, you know, people might be like, ooh, I want to learn about IT. Then they hear me talking about some nigga shit. They're be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just want to hit the IT, not the nigga shit. And that's regardless if they're black, white, or whatever. I mean, so that's, that's just a suggestion. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of training you gave the voice cadence for well yeah i mean oh i have the voice 
and I've had people tell me that before. I got a slight stuttering problem, so I don't know if that'll work. And my stuttering problem, I think, is really attributed to because I think faster than I talk. <laughs> so sometimes I'll say the wrong word at the wrong time, or I'll use a word in the wrong spot in the sentence. I think my brain, I think faster than I speak. So that, that tr attributes to my stuttering, my slight stuttering I have. I don't know if me being a, a radio dude will work because when I do pre-recorded videos, man, I got to stop, record. Ed, I be editing the hell out of crap because I be stuttering like a son bitch sometimes. And I'm like, damn, this is a pre-recorded video. But yeah, yeah, just like Cuba Techie said, people subscribe to you for a certain reason. Because like, like all my IT, when I would put IT videos on this channel, nobody would watch them. Nobody would watch them. Now, granted, I only get like a few hundred I, only, I average probably about five, six, seven hundred views a video on this channel. Sometimes I'll break a thousand, whatever. But when I put the IT videos on this channel, dude, they were, they were barely breaking a hundred. Now I put them on the other channel, and I got videos that's, you know, about to cross over 4,000 because the channel's only been around for like four or five months. They're they doing a few hundred views and steadily growing. You know what I'm saying? Because people are coming there just for the IT. The people over here... When I was trying to talk about IT, I quickly realized, well, I didn't quickly realize it, but after a while of trying to introduce IT in here, I realized that nobody gives a shit about IT on this channel. So why am I going to keep trying to force feed them this? I'll just move it to another channel, and if they want to learn about it, they'll go sub to the other channel. Because most people are here just to hear me talk about ratchetness, which is cool. I enjoy talking about the ratchetness, but, or the babble, but... I can't force feed people content that I think is important because that's not why they sub to this channel. So that's why I moved it to another channel. So, I mean, so that's what I think if you want to be a YouTuber, a strategy you should, you should uh, apply is define your channel. Even if your channel is about nothing like this one, meaning when I say nothing, I mean this channel is really just about gossiping and babbling. <laughs> you know, I'm like, like literally, that's that's pretty much all it's really about. But that's but but it's, but that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So define your channel and then build content around that, and then you'll attract an audience. You might you might pop and blow up real quick, or it might have to take you a while. But you got to remember, if you don't already have a name or you're not a celebrity, most of us we're playing the long game with YouTube. Meaning we got to build this thing up one subscriber, one video at a time. And that might take us a few years. Like everybody likes to talk about PewDiePie. PewDiePie is the biggest YouTuber, I believe. He's either number one or number two because there's another one who's not too far behind him. He has over 100 million subs. PewDiePie been on YouTube for like 10 years. PewDiePie, I think he, I watched the video he did. He said, he said for the first couple years, he didn't even have like 20,000 subs for like the first three or four years. When he was YouTubing. Now he got the biggest channel on YouTube with over 100,000 subscribers. But he just kept plugging away, doing his thing. But like for, for the first three or four years, I don't think he even had 10,000 subs, man. So I'm not saying that we're going to turn into PewDiePie, but I'm just saying, you look at somebody like him, if you didn't know any better, you thought he came into the game with a million subs. He had to build his stuff up one video at a time, just like everybody else. He just finally found something that clicked and worked and popped off that hundreds of, that, that 100 million people gravitated towards. Will you get to 100 million? I don't know, but maybe you can get to 10,000 or 100,000. 
the girl channels go quick. Well, I don't even know if that's true. I just think it depends on the topic. Yeah, makeup channels are booming. Yeah, because you got you got you got a lot of women that do makeup tutorials, and you got some dudes that do them too, and they booming. And then you got reaction videos. There's this dude I'm sub to called No Shack Life. This black dude, all he does is reaction videos to rap songs or random music. And he be, I remember he did a video not too long ago. This brother was, he got like 2 million subs. This brother talking about he was making like $30,000 a month off of reaction videos. And it was crazy because he'd be like, he was still making that kind of money even though he never knew if one of his videos would violate a copyright. <laughs> he was still pulling like 30 racks a month. All he does is sit in front of his computer, watch people's music videos, listen to their songs, and, and they'd be blowing up. You can do the gossip, celebrity gossip. That'll always be a, a big one because everybody is infatuated. Look at uh, Lovely T. And then what's that other chick's name? That other black girl. Uh, uh, was it Tasha K or something like that? You can do those. It's just a matter of what do you want to do? I would say do something that you actually like because if you don't like celebrity gossip, you're not going to put your all into it. You're not going to take the time to dedicate content around it. You're going to get burnt out real quick and you're just going to give up. So make content around something that you actually enjoy. As a matter of fact, uh, Marquise Brownlee said it best. Y'all know him, MKBD, Marquise Brownlee, the black dude. He, he had did a video recently and people, somebody had asked him, why did you create, you start YouTube? Because he started when he was like 14, 15 years old. And he's been doing it for like 10 years. He, that dude probably makes about 100 grand a month off YouTube just off of AdSense alone. Every video he does breaks a million views easily. But he said he started making YouTube videos because he was like, I want to make video. He was like, I want to make videos that I would like to see. And that's what he's been doing. He's like, I, he's like, I just got into it because I want to make videos that I would enjoy watching. And now look at him. Ten years later, like 12, 13 million subs, pulling in like 100 grand or more a month. He just opened up his own full-blown studio where he got his own staff. And all he does is talk about tech. He only got like 1,400 videos up. And he's like widely known by celebrities and all kind of people. Will Smith, he's on first name basis with Will Smith, Elon Musk, all these people. So make, make videos around stuff that you can see yourself making videos around for the long term because it's going to be a long game. It might take you a couple years to break a thousand. Hopefully, it don't. It might take you a couple years to hit ten thousand. Shit, I've been stuck at six thousand for like for for over like coming up on two years now <laughs> on this channel. You know what I mean? Yeah, he interviewed Kobe. A lot, a lot, a lot of famous people know who this dude is. He's just been doing YouTube since he was like 14, 15 years old. Jessica X, you might hit 100 grand. I mean, 100,000, maybe. It's possible. I don't know. But she probably makes content people want to tune into. So that's my advice if you want to get into this YouTube thing. She has to show herself. Uh, I don't know. Jason Black. Very few people know what Jason Black looked like, and he got 100,000 subs. He's been on YouTube for 10 years. Very few people know what that dude looks like. 
You know what I mean? So, who's the one that sold her bath water? I don't know. I don't know what that is. So, yeah, you know I mean, so I think about I think I'm gonna start trying to do that, man. Try to, you know, just sprinkle in some some positive stuff every now and then. <laughs> you know, cuss y'all out and then come back and you know pat you on the back like it's all right, little Negro. It's all right. I'll be nice to you today. And come back the next day and smack you upside the head. I think that's what I start. I'm, I'm gonna try to do that <laughs> as best I can. And come in here with the usual babble, cause the babble got the babble got to keep going, baby. The babble has. To, I'm trying to clean the babble up. That's one thing I need to do with this channel, cause I'm trying to keep my monetization. So I'm trying to minimize the profanity, but I got to keep the babble going. I got to keep it going. <laughs> See Brownlee, uh, yeah. People call him a. Believe it or not, people call Marquise a coon. In the pro-black sectors, they refer to him. They, they, they indirectly call him a coon. They, they, they like to call him a nigga nerd. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Y'all just apply that label to every goddamn body just because they ain't as bliggity black as, as you want everybody to be. What's up, D. Durrell? Y'all go sub to D. Durrell as well. He made that video talking about Taz called the B1 Bounce. I posted that. But D. Durrell's another dude y'all should go sub to. He likes to, he likes to dabble in the babble. But he also dropped some other jewels. I think I think he's like a therapist or something like that. So y'all go sub to D. Durrell, Kate Coaching, Keep It Techie, Black Introvert. Oh, mental health. Yeah, that's right. I say, man. Yeah, man. Like it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff out there. And look, like I said, I'm not knocking the manosphere even when I talk about them, but you know, I like to babble. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just think. I think there's just much more, there's just so much more to YouTube that could be added from black people other than the constant barbershop talk, the constant black men versus black women, racism, white supremacy. I just think there's so much more that could be added to, to the overall dynamic of so-called black YouTube. You know what I mean? Cause I just can't, I just refuse to think, I just refuse to be like, yo, we can't just sit around here talking about racism all day long. We can't really just sit around here believing that white people just just dominate every aspect of our life to where we can't do nothing but just run in the corner and talk about racism and then complain about black women and how to sleep with chicks all day. Like, that's all cool. I'm not saying that you can't talk about it. I'm just saying if you're one of them dudes and you got something else that you think could be added, because matter of fact, the reason why I'm saying this because I was in Grinch's chat yesterday. You know, remember, remember Grinch came into my chat talking about Tyler Perry, and I kind of, I kind of had to pop him upside the head a little bit. You know, just a little, just a little friendly tap because I ain't got no beef with Grinch. So I, I jumped in his 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 uh, chat. He started popping off at me a little bit, trying to say I need to cool out, snapping on Angry Man and talking about him. I was like, all right, whatever. And then, um, because he said something, he was like, he was like, basically, Grinch was like you haven't really added nothing to this space to be criticizing people. I ain't saying that. I just left. I, Cause I think somebody had, somebody had put me in timeout. So I was like, all right, well, I guess that's the enemy watching this video. But the thing is, I'm like, I think I have added something like, okay, I have my tech channel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, I got like 800 subs over there and growing. You know what I'm saying? That I really don't, I used to promote it over here, but I really don't promote it that much anymore. But I'm like, 
I think I have added something to the to the so-called black manosphere. Nigga, I teach tech. I teach people how to get uh, entry-level IT certifications so if they can get their foot into the door to get into the tech industry, which we all know is the way the world is going. <laughs> Everything is driven by tech. You know, we're all in terror of 5G coming to send the robots to replace us. We're all mostly a lot of y'all are probably working from home through, you know, you know, signing up through Microsoft Teams or or uh, what's the other one? Um, you know, whatever, just doing these uh, these these uh, voice communication things over these video conferences over the Internet. You know, if you're fortunate enough to do that, like, how do y'all think that stuff is possible? It's through tech, through stuff that yeah, Zoom, through tech, through stuff that I do, stuff that I teach that you can get into. Even though this industry, because I think they mentioned this on Taz and um, Ramil's debate, because Taz was like, all Ramil want to talk about is tech, 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 tech. Because Ramil was like, there's only like six, seven percent pe people in tech. I think somebody had asked the question. Somebody was like, how do you know? And then I had to jump in there because, like I said, I thought this was live at the time. So I put my comment in there. I was like, shit, I work in tech. I got I got three college degrees. Two of them are in tech. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I'm very qualified to tell you what the it ain't a whole bunch of Negroes in that field. You know what I mean? But um, so I think I am adding value. I'm just not adding the value that he may be interested in where I'm going in on the gynocracy nonstop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you can't say I'm not adding value. I'm a brother out here teaching tech, B. Like, what's wrong with that? How is that not valuable? I mean, you can still listen to your gynocracy. You can still listen to your what was me babble. But if you want, you can go learn how to do tech if that's what you're interested in. Or you can go learn how to do something else somebody else might be putting out there. Like my man, A.J. Simmons, the dude I be bragging about that teaches you how to start a cleaning business. Or go sub to my man, Co uh, K Coaching. The one that just, I told you about that gave you the idea how to start, you know, go out there and start a, a junk removal business. Like how, was that, how was that not valuable, me teaching people how to enter a profession that's in demand and is only going to be... Uh, even more and more in demand as we roll into the future because everything is online. Everything is computerized. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of brothers getting into it, but we still, we're still a, a minority up in there. Like, like I don't, I don't want to necessarily say a super minority, but it's still like 7% across the board in all STEM. You know, whether you're a doctor, engineer, mathematician, uh, IT dude, you know, still like 7%. So you get into tech, you ain't going to see a whole bunch of brothers, man. You might, you might like, the real talk, you might be the only black person working. Look, every IT job I've ever had, with the exception of one, I was like 9 times of 10, the only black person there. All the time. The only time there was a whole bunch of us was when I was in the army and I was teaching at a schoolhouse. But even when I was in the army and I had to go to my various units, oftentimes I was like the only black person. It would be me or, or maybe two or, maybe, uh, two or three other black people there. <laughs> and this was when I was in the army at, you know, just regular units. That's what's up, new 580. Look, tech is tech is the way to go, man. Look, I'm not listen, if I believe listen, I believe tech is the way to go. Now, if I was a real estate dude, I would be talking about real estate and bragging about real estate. But I only talk about tech because that's my professional background.
I've been doing, I've been in IT since 2002. Now I've been doing STEM since 1998 when I went to college to be an engineering student, but in IT, I got started in 2002. So that's why I talk about it because that's all I really know professionally other than the military. But if that inspires you to do it and you're interested in it, that's cool. I have a whole channel talking about it to where I'm actually teaching courses. And then I have various videos talking about different aspects of how to get started in the tech. Are you too old to start the tech? Should you take a certain certification? You know, I'm giving all these, these opinions based off of my professional experience, not just some haphazard shit that I just strung together. No, this is just stuff that based off of what I know and what I've seen, and this is stuff that people can go out there and apply if they're looking to get into tech. And I've helped quite a few people get certified so far in some of these entry-level certs that watched, that, that got certified straight off my YouTube videos or watching my YouTube videos. And I'll post the screenshots whenever they, they let me know. So what I'm saying is, I guess the, the, to, to, to compare this up against Taz with the, with the pro-blackness, it's like Taz, he may be very versed in history, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't know history, but how I look at it and how I assume Ramil looks at it is, well, how is this extensive knowledge of history gonna help put money in my pocket, get me a decent job, get me a promotion, get me a business loan? Like, I need, I need listen, I think, I think the black sector of YouTube needs more content creators who can actually create content that you can actually put into action. And, and, and actually start seeing real re results in re damn near real time. Like, I go learn history. That's cool. I know a lot about black history from Taz that I didn't know or maybe I needed to be brushed up on. But I, I can't pay my mortgage with that. <laughs> I can't put that on my resume. I can't go to a bank and try to secure a business loan to open up a business with that information. I mean, that's just something I can have that's some feel-goodery stuff to make me feel good about being a black person. I'm, I'm woke and I know my history, but I can't, I can't really apply that. What I teach, IT, you go out there and learn my stuff, you go sit out, take a damn test, get certified, then you go put, a, put your resume together, nine times out of 10, you're gonna get hired. You know, assuming, you know, you, you uh, do well at the interview. Like you could take my information and actually go out there and get a damn job and be on your way to earning six figures within about five years. As in literally. And keep it techie, I'll tell you the truth. You can start off in IT earning like the bare minimum, like $15 an hour on some super entry-level stuff. To within about five years, you could be breaking six figures. That's the type of stuff that I teach that you can actually implement into your real life. And look, I'm not saying Taz is wrong for teaching history, but I just think he's just one of a whole bunch of history buffs. And we don't have, in my opinion, we don't, I don't think we have enough black content creators that can teach actionable stuff that you can actually apply in damn near real time to get the wheels rolling to, uh, you know, get your life moving in a hopefully upward trajectory. 
Now, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with history, black introvert. I'm not going to say it's the easy way out. There's nothing wrong with learning history. I'm just saying, I think we just have too many historians in the community. Or at least it appears that way in terms of the black YouTube community. I think we need more people like myself, Keep It Techie, Kate Coaching, and others out there who can teach you stuff that you can actually apply in real time to uh, you know get your life hopefully moving in an upward trajectory. And that's correct, Dieterrell. It has no standard. Stuff I teach has standards. Either you learn it and you pass, or you don't and you fail. <laughs> there is no there is no real wiggle room. Yeah, look, Keep It Techie says he was a BC student in high school. I was I was I was about I was like an AB student. I was you know I, I was a little there. Do I like the Black Brain Trust? Uh, some of their content, some of their stuff. I'm I'm not I'm sub to them. I'm not really super big into them. I mean, I know they talk a lot about tech, but they talk about it from the aspect of like what's going on in tech. And I, look, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that stuff is needed. But I don't maybe, maybe I think I just got, I, I think I have to give them another try. I think that's what I have to do. I really haven't given them their fair shake to see. I've only watched a couple stuff here and there. So I think I'm gonna have to give them another try before I can make a, a real decision about them. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if they're if they're legit with their stuff. I've heard people brag about them, but the stuff that I've seen, I was just like, what are people talking about? So maybe I have to go back and revisit this, some of their content and then, you know, give them about a good week's worth of listening or something like that. Then I can be like, okay, I think these dudes is either thorough or they're full of crap or they need to work on whatever it is they're trying to get put out there to the people. So I can't I can't really I can't really make a definitive decision on them right now. Because I, I haven't given them a fair shake. So, your dad is a history buff, but he was an engineer by, by profession because history, yeah, history professors don't make any money. Look, there's nothing wrong with knowing your history. I'm, I'm going to keep saying there's nothing wrong with it. I just think, like I said, this is from my perspective. Maybe, maybe I'm not seeing the, the entire thing. I'm only capable of seeing stuff from my vantage point. All right? What I really see is a whole bunch of discussions about either black history, black women's white supremacy, high value men, you know, basically sex related topics, history, sex and racism. That's, that's like that dominates black YouTube history, sex and racism. So it was like out of those three main categories, history, sex and racism. What if I'm a young dude in my 20s? 21, 22, trying to figure things out in life. How is any of that stuff really going to help me get a job? Like, yeah, you can sprinkle in stuff about how you need to, you know, you need to get your resume up. You need to do this. But I'm like, what if I'm like that dude? I don't really have any real transferable, marketable skill. I, I, I would, me, I would want to flock to somebody or at least sub to their channel who can actually teach me something like, okay, or if he can't teach me something, he can talk about it and then point me in the direction of where I need to go. You know what I mean? Whether he's whether this person's teaching me directly or he's referring me to somebody else, but the content he creates is centered around the stuff that I want to learn. I just don't think we have enough of that, man. Especially when you got all these people out here talking about what we need to do to uplift the community, how we need to get the ball moving and rolling forward. I'm just like, well, where's the content that reflects that? Because all we all I ever seem to see is 
We're going to debate history, racism, gender wars, and, 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 and how to sleep with people, <laughs> how to get into relationships. I'm like, look, I'm not saying none of that stuff is important because, you know, we all need to know how to get into a healthy relationship. And if you feel like these people are giving you that information, then by all means, do what you do. But once you get into the relationship and you want to actually grow this thing with this woman or this man, well, you're going to need to, you're going to, need to have some type of skill set to increase y'all's income so you can hopefully increase your overall quality of life. I mean, you can hopefully live in a nice house, drive a nice car, take some trips, stash some money away. You know, plan for retirement, plan for college funds, you know, all the stuff that, you know, normal people do <laughs> to some capacity. Become the so-called high-value male. <laughs> how do you become the high-value male if you don't teach people how to actually become the high-value male? Like, how did the high-value male become the high-value male? He, well, he had to obviously go out there and learn a skill. Well, he's a football player. He had to spend hours He'd been playing football since he was like three years old. Or he'd be, he'd, he's a, a six-figure earner working in uh, a corporate America somewhere. It was obvious he had to go to school to learn certain things and do this and do that and get certain certs, yada, yada, you know, all this crap. We just talk about it from, we just, we just talk about it from, yeah, I want to be the CEO, the high-value male. Well, what were the steps that this dude had to go through to become the CEO? Like, you just don't... You just don't apply for a job and become a CEO unless you're starting your own company. Like that's just not how this happens. <laughs> Every CEO that didn't start their own, that didn't start that company, you know, they had to start somewhere. They had to have some type of education and professional experience and credentials that set them on a path to becoming a CEO or the high value man. Like every, everybody that's a high value man didn't come out the womb a high value man. <laughs> Kevin Samuels wasn't always a, a so-called high-value man. Guarantee he wasn't. Guarantee he wasn't. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like we're missing that. I feel like we're missing these, these discussions that, that, that show you the path, that lay out the path. We're always just talking about the end goal. But, all right, well, how do we get down the field, B? Like, <laughs> like, what routes do I got to run? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like how, 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 does, how, we, how are we going to get down there? I feel like we're missing the path. So that's why I'm like, that's why I do my content. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a you know what I mean? Yeah, the path is boring. Yeah, that's, the, that's part of the problem, black introvert. The path is boring. Because the path, is, is, it requires a lot of boring work. You're going to have to read a lot of books. Uh, you're going to have to spend a lot of time to yourself studying, researching, investing in stuff. Ain't nobody gonna give you no claps on the uh, pats on the back. Ain't gonna be no fan club cheering you on. None of that stuff. That stuff only comes when all your hard work starts paying dividends in the terms of your in, your your, uh, your income going up and your lifestyle going up. That's when the fan club comes around. But while you out there grinding trying to get to that level, ain't nobody thinking about your ass because the stuff you're doing is boring as hell. Like it, I teach it. Listen, when I teach IT, I put sometimes I put my I start to put myself to sleep because it's that boring and that dry to learn. And I'm upfront about it. I'm like, yo, this you're gonna learn some boring stuff, but this boring stuff can be the difference between you earning minimum wage and potentially making six figures. <laughs> but can you get through the boring stuff? You know what I'm saying? That's that's how this kind of works. So that that's why. 
but you can, but you know, you can still grow a channel off the boring stuff because here's the thing. There's another issue I have with black YouTube, especially with the pro blacks. You know, when it comes to growing these channels, I don't believe in just outside of this channel. You know, when it comes to my tech channel, my tech channel is not called the black tech channel. It's just called tech G, my nickname. Meaning I don't care if you white, black, male, female, Asian, African, South, I don't give a shit who you are. Come over to my channel, watch my content, sub, buy my stuff that I sell over there and do all this other crap. Because I'm here to, just like my man Kay, I'm here to sell to everybody. I'm not here to just focus on 13% of the population. <laughs> I want to push a product to everybody so I can be, so I can be rich one day, hopefully, or you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or at least make a decent income off this to where I can at least match my current salary or exceed it. You know, that's, that's the goal. Like I had some dude just buy my stuff today off my, my Tech G site, my uh, study notes for my course materials. Uh, based off of his name, he sounds like an Asian dude. <laughs> what up, Nick? Now, what if, what if my channel was called the Black Tech Channel? He might come sub, but what if, what if I always created the content? Today, we're going to talk about tech from the Black perspective. I'm going to teach you about TCPIP from the Black perspective. I'm gonna teach you about uh, uh, lands, mans, and wans, and and pans, and you know these are all real acronyms, by the way, from the black perspective. Like, what the fuck does this have to do? What what the hell does a wide wide area network have to do with black people? Because <laughs> you don't understand, because the white man holding us down. So I got to teach you from the black perspective about IT. Like, dude, my channel be I'll be stuck at like 200 people right now. Compared to the 800 that I've, you know, that I've grown to in, a, in about four months. Yeah, talk about them bliggity black ports. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about gentrification as it relates to IT and why certain ports only want to open up on certain on certain devices, and they want to exclude the other ones and zeros, and how and how in binary the zero represents the black man. And why does the one represent the white man? How come he's always on and winning and the black man is always off? I bet you didn't think about that in terms of binary, did you? Ha 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 ha. This is the black tech channel. <laughs> they be like, nigga, what the hell is you talking about? <laughs> but that's how Boyce Watkins does it with his black financial channel. This is the black financial channel. Be like, boys, just talk about money, my nigga. <laughs> money is green. We all spend it. We all use the same money. There ain't no black money. Ain't no white money. It's just American currency. Talk about that. Same rules that you apply to black people, white people can use it and vice versa. <laughs> There's nothing unique about money. Where you need to be like, you just, I just need to focus on black people. Like, same shit the white people doing with their money, you can do it too. If you just learn it, get enough of it up to where you can, you know, hopefully invest it here and there. Same thing with tech. Uh, it's called Tech G, T-E-C-H-G-E-E. -E -E. I can't, I can't post it. I'm on doing during this live, but if you, if you just go to my, my, my tabs at the top of my channel where it says channels, I have a link to it over there. Oh, appreciate that black introvert. But 
so 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 that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is getting back to the the point though. So for those of you who want to start YouTube channels, I can't remember who asked me that question, but create content that uh first and foremost create content that you're interested in, and then you know once you create the content, whether you got one sub or you got a million subs, you know treat everybody like it's your first sub, man. Create content that hopefully you, you can give people value that people see value from. Because even on my even on my tech channel, like on this channel, I don't ever tell y'all to sub. I don't ever tell y'all to hit the like button. I don't ever tell y'all to do shit. But if y'all want to go ahead and hit the you know hit the super chats, that's cool. But on my tech channel, I always say this at the end of my tech at the end of my videos, right? I say this: if you feel like you got something valuable from the information I presented to you, go ahead and hit the like button, the share button, the subscribe button. But most importantly, hit the uh, wait. No, I say go ahead and hit the like button, the share button, drop a comment. And most importantly, hit the subscribe button. But I always say, if you feel like you got something valuable, because I'm not going to be demanding or begging people to sub. I want you to sub because you feel like you actually learned some shit from me. And <laughs> you believe the hell, you believe what the hell I'm talking about and can actually apply it. Over here, I don't ever ask y'all to do nothing. But if y'all want to run them donations, feel free to do so. <laughs> Light Skin Heroes to Cash App. But, um, yeah, so... But yeah, create content, man. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not knocking Taz. Like this ain't a diss at Taz. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this is just my interpretation of the situation. But oh, I don't have a super chat button in here. Oh, damn! I thought I did. Maybe I gotta go turn it on. I don't know. I thought I had one up in here. Oh, I think I gotta go back in because they just turned my monetization back on like a week ago. So I probably gotta go enable the uh, super chat. But my cash app is a uh, dollar sign light skin hero. PayPal link is in the description. But um, so this ain't a knock at Taz, right? They say no beef, even though I did kind of clown him a little bit. But what I'm saying is I just think I think I think I think we need a balance, more so a balance of content that can actually be put into action. Especially if we're gonna keep talking about how to mobilize and uplift black people and all this other stuff. Well, you're gonna need content that kind of reflects that. And I personally just don't see it. I see more so of the babble, even though I participate in the babble as well. So I'm not excluding myself from it. But that, that's that's just personally what I think. You know what I mean? So and you can have you can have multiple channels. Like I said, I got the babble channel and I got the uh, tech channel. So ain't nothing wrong. You can do both at the same time, baby. Taz wants to ignore accountability and Ramil wants to ignore historical racism. I don't think, listen, I don't think Ramil really wants to ignore historical racism. I just think, I think Ramil is kind of like me. It's like, dude, you, you can't, there's really nothing you can do about race. You can't change, you can't force white people to change them, their racist views. And then we're not really in a position to go around here talking about how we're going to overthrow the system and change the system. We don't want, we don't have the numbers we probably don't have enough professionals to go out there and really overthrow some stuff because I think Ramil is really on some shit like, yo, B, fix yourself, man. Yeah, it's racist white people. Yeah, the system is designed. We all know this. We all seen the documentaries, the movies. But now that we know all this, you still going out there selling dope. Well, stop crying about if the system is treating you unfairly. You knew this was probably going to happen. We don't, we don't make 50 11 documentaries around here talking about how the system unfairly locks up black people and you still choose to go out there and sell dope. Well, don't cry about them unfairly treating you 
how they unfairly treat you if you get caught up in the system. <laughs> like, go learn something else to make that money, man, to where you don't have to deal with these police or minimize your interactions with the police by trying to minimize things you're purposely doing to attract their attention. That's, that's the kind of thing, that's the type of stuff that I'm on. I think that's what Vermeil is kind of on. It's like, yo, you do have, you, you can control some of the things you do. Like, your interactions with the police. Cop pull you over, you ain't got to act an ass. Just get this man your damn driver's license. You know, especially if you know you clean, get your ticket or get your warning or, you know, whatever, and go about your damn business. The hell you trying to record a video, go viral for yelling and screaming, talking about you a sovereign citizen, you know your rights, yada, yada, yada. It's like, my nigga, you ain't got to do all that. Or if they finna arrest you, nigga, let them arrest you and then get a lawyer and let them deal with it. That's what lawyers are there for. Why are you trying to fight a nigga with a gun? You already believe they're killing black people. Why are you doing things to, add, to, to further increase your chances of becoming the next hashtag? You already, you already believe they have to hunt you. <laughs> like, there's things you can do. I don't got pulled over by cops quite a few times in my life. Not one time did I ever get into a fight with a cop, B. I wasn't out there kissing his ass, but I wasn't out there being disrespectful and trying to do shit to get this motherfucker to try to arrest me or, or do something to me. I'm just like, hey, here go my driver's license, my insurance, run my stuff. I know it's clean. And they either give me my ticket or give me my warning, and guess what? Here I am running my mouth on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Because I controlled myself. I didn't, I didn't get all irate. Right, what you pull me over for, copper? You messing with me, man? You, 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 you purposely coming at me, man. Never mind the fact that I was driving my motorcycle 80 miles over the speed limit when he pulled me over. But being, but I, but you know, in, in some of these pro-black minds, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be allowed to drive my bike 80 miles over the speed limit <laughs> on a country road, and, and and ride past the police and and not be harassed as if I didn't, as if I wasn't breaking the damn law. You know what I mean? I think that's the type of stuff Ramil is on. That's the type of stuff I'm on. I ain't ignoring it. It's just like, all right, it happened. I can't, there ain't no time machine. Can't go back in time to fix it. All I can do is just deal with what's right, what in front of me to try to, to try to, you know, control what, what's coming ahead of me in the future. That's all I can do. I can't go back in time, B. At least not yet. Unless they got a time machine around here that we ain't, that they haven't uh, unleashed on us yet. You can control yourself. But from Taz's angle, he's arguing from the standpoint that no matter what you do, the white man's pulling the strings at the end of the day. Ain't nothing you can do. It's like, well, if that's the case, then stop running around here trying to project this air of strength and confidence as a black man when you're ultimately have thrown your hands in the air because, you know, whether you directly or indirectly say it, you believe white people have figured out every imaginable angle. <laughs> Where white supremacy has become your God. That's, that's what I get from people like Taz and them. I think it's a sad way to live your life, man. That's why I'm not clowning him. I just think it's sad. After I listened to that, that little debate, I was like, gosh, this dude, this is, this is a sad way to exist. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh-uh. I couldn't do it. I'd rather go to my grave and die knowing that I at least tried 
whether I succeed or fail and go to my grave, never really trying because I'm convinced some white person is putting plans together to stop me, <laughs> whether, I see, whether I see it happening or not. You know what I mean? I cannot live my life like that, man. I refuse to educate my kids to live their life like that. I refuse. So that's what I got out of it. I was like, man, this is a sad way to live, man. Or a sad way to think. Well, think and live. But all right, man. I'm about to bounce. So uh yeah, man. So so that's that. So anyways, y'all be easy. Peace.